Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve, and my absolutely fantastic, fantabulous co-host is Dwaylon Davis. Say hi, Dwaylon. Hey, everybody. Yes, I told you I was going to come up with more more adjectives. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start looking in at the source for you no know, sums because I'm going to run out eventually. <laughs> but, and see, this is what you get when you get a 30-year friendship. Is yep. Yep. <laughs> but um, tonight we are going to be discussing basically everything that's happened over the past few days because I was even thinking last Thursday we started, we had no news. There was like nothing that had happened yeah, in the previous. Nothing had happened. Right. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's kind of probably going to be the calm before the storm because I even um, gave it a little bit of a listen today, you know, just for QC purposes. Um, and I heard my, myself even say, you know, we were talking about CM Punk returning and say, so, yeah, and it was still a rumor. We didn't know. Yeah. Well, now we know. That pop was just absolutely huge. Oh, man, that was amazing. I've watched that. I've watched that entrance in that promo at least three or four times, still get goosebumps every time I watch it. Yeah. It was just amazing. And you could tell he was feeling that emotion too, especially mm -hmm. when he first came out and that roar that he got and he was sitting on the stage. I was telling Savannah, I'm like, he's doing his best not to cry. You could tell yeah. it, it got to him. And neither, but you know, somebody's over when they get a pop just for sitting down. Yeah. Yeah, when he sat down <laughs> in the ring, the fans just erupted, and it's like, yeah. yeah. And, and you're thinking, how are they going to react to me after seven, being gone seven years? And, I mean, they showed. They still love him. Oh, yeah, uh, and especially in Chicago. I mean, his hometown. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. About, and I think a lot of people who are well, younger fans, they might know of the pipe bomb, but they, they may not have actually watched the pipe bomb. Yeah. And so him sitting down cross-legged like that, you know, that yeah. was a, a throwback to that. And I think that's another reason why. I mean, I would love watching. I was like, okay, yeah, he's going back. because So he knows how to work that crowd. There's no doubt oh, yeah. about it. Absolutely. Do you think that roar was bigger than the roar he got when he came out at Money in the Bank 2011? Uh, honestly, I'd have to watch the Money in the Bank 2011. I didn't even think about comparing them. Um, I'll have to go back and watch it, and then I can. I'll let you know. I just thought of that because I remember watching, you know, that money that Money in the Bank match that match he had with Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. I remember watching that live, and you could just see the camera shaking. It was, mm. I mean, just so the roar was so loud. Yep. So tonight we're definitely going to be discussing that return, and we're going to be discussing. The return of Becky Lynch, that was unforeseen. Did you have any inkling that would happen? I did not. Savannah kept calling it. My oldest daughter, Savannah, she kept saying, I bet Becky's coming back tonight. And so she called it. But from what I understand, she wasn't originally supposed to come back until later this fall. Right. And there's a whole lot of speculation about that because, yes, everybody's happy to see Becky back. However the yeah. events that the way it was done and especially from what i've been reading today on how they're going to move forward with that i'm just like leave it to wwe to botch this thing the all the way around yeah and yeah uh, who and then the last return and definitely not least well maybe least to me but 
the last return, <laughs> Brock Lesnar returned. And I wasn't expecting that one either. No, that one got me. I was not, not expecting that one at all. Right. And I, I especially was not expecting him to come back looking like apparently he joined a Harry Krishna sect while he was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe he just returned to sell some flowers and he just doesn't want to do it at the airport. Well, I've seen him with, he's had this look for, for a minute because I've seen him on Twitter. Different working photos a, working in a butcher shop. Yeah. So he's yeah. had that look for a while. I don't know what inspired the look. I'm not sure. I mean, I can work with the beard, but the hair kind of throws me. <laughs> uh, what's funny is, uh, Tawana, my wife, she actually said the exact opposite. <laughs> oh, really? She's like, she, God, can, that, she, she, she can work with the hair, but the beard. <laughs> she actually said, yeah, God, that beard looks stupid. <laughs> yeah. See, my yeah. wife, she said the same thing. She's like, she said, I'm not digging the beard. And she's like, and I don't know what's going on with his hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, I mean, walk, he's going to walk in and start singing Krishna, Hare Krishna, and like, yep, see, there you go. You know? Yeah. Um, now, granted, I don't think we've ever had a, a Hare Krishna um, character, have we, in wrestling? Not that I can think of. Not unless some, like, just obscure independent company has done it, but. Right. So that that'd be a hard one. So. But anyway, so before we really get into the more in-depth discussions on those three returns, we're going to go ahead and give our contact listening info. If you'd like to email us with any show suggestions, any kind of feedback, you please do that at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast or just armchairbooking. If you want to find us on Instagram, it's also at armchairbooking. On Twitter, we are at bookingarmchair. We're on YouTube, and hopefully one day we'll actually get some good videos on there. But in the meantime, if, if you're all just an audio-only kind of person, then you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and, of course, Block Talk Radio, because they're the ones who are actually hosting us. Absolutely. And, yep, I believe I got everything. Yep, sure did. Yeah, and the more I want to keep adding, you know, the, the more I'm going to have to basically keep the list beside me. <laughs> I, I also found, figured this out, too. My son actually figured it out. Uh, because he actually googled the show the other day and he said you're on audible of course audible oh, yeah audible cool. you know comes with amazon music and so it's that kind of a, i yeah, didn't so, realize it was on audible yeah yep so if you have uh, amazon music that means you can also listen to us on audible and you can also listen to it on your uh your your alexa echo yeah yeah <laughs> i can't say the name because then mine will start yeah, well, but, <laughs> yeah, and I have actually listened to the podcast on our Echo as well. I've uh, listened I know, to it a lot in my office, so yeah. Um, now, great, I still don't like hearing my own voice, but you know, yeah, but, I'm like, I'm like, is that me? <laughs> yeah, and I, I have to listen to it though to make sure. Okay, am I breathing too hard into the mic? Because that is one thing that when I was looking through some of the different platforms, I just I looked through this weekend. And at one point, I had an issue of breathing into the microphone. Of course, I didn't, I wouldn't know it until right until you later on. Yeah. And somebody in the UK actually gave us a one star review because of the breathing into the microphone. Oh. And I'm, I'm like, really? That's worth a one star? What about the rest, you know, the subject of the show? Yeah, the rest of the, yeah. Yeah. The rest but, of the content. Yeah. So, yeah, that, all, that was all the way back in September, and I just now found it. 
and I'd have to look and see where I found it because, like I said, I found all sorts of third party places that also um, you can listen to the show through them as well. And there's just way too many to even try to um, right. list right now. Now, on to the subject of the show. So we'll go ahead and, and cover CM Punk first. Okay. And yeah, this this is the longest anticipated return out of the three. Uh, just because, I mean, he was out of wrestling, period. Yeah, completely. I mean, he didn't, it's not like he left for a year and then popped up somewhere else. I mean, he was, he was gone. Right. And cause I, I don't, I'm not going to include the MMA, you know, his, his venture yeah. to the MMA world because it's, it is really two different worlds. Yeah. And that was just something he just wanted to try just to try, you know. Right. And it didn't pan out for him that well. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, so he finally came back. All the rumors have been flying for what two weeks now that he yeah. was coming back. Mm, yeah, and a lot of people said oh, it'll probably be Chicago. But when the show first started, you know, I, I, I switched real quickly from SmackDown uh, over to um, to AEW. What Rampage, right? Friday night, yeah, yeah. AEW yeah. Rampage. And I'm thinking, okay, if he's coming out, their best bet would be to do it at the beginning because they're going to have the people going to be restless. And as soon as I got to thinking that, and I almost said it out loud, and all of a sudden I heard cult of personality. And I was like, oh, there it is. And that place, the roof, I'm surprised the roof didn't actually cave in. Yeah, that that pop was just amazing. Like I said, like I said at the start, that's just, it still gives me goosebumps. And I've watched it three or four times already. <laughs> and it's just amazing. And then they showed the guy crying in the audience. I guess he, he was must have been pretty happy. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, and of course, you know, wrestling Twitter is very toxic at times. So it can be. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of people on there, you know, making fun of him. And I, I loved and appreciated the wrestlers that stood up for that guy and was mm -hmm. like, if that's that's what wrestling is supposed to be. And that's what I thought when I saw him. I was like, that's what wrestling is supposed to be. That's why we watch it, because we do get those emotions mm -hmm. from wrestling. I mean, it's no different than watching a movie or people that watch soap operas on television or anything. You, you watch it to feel something. And, right. you know, that was important to that guy. And I'm glad that, you know, other wrestlers were standing up for him. Right. And I mean, and I wouldn't have had the, necessarily the same reaction, but I'm not going to denigrate somebody because he felt like that. I mean, he was. Right. He I may not have cried, but not to say that I've never, I just to be perfectly honest, not to say that I've never cried about wrestling when it, whatever, you know, Everybody's opinion about Chris Benoit notwithstanding, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, both being world champions and hugging mm -hmm. at the end of Mania 20, brought me to tears. Kofi Kingston winning the mm -hmm. WWE title brought me to tears. I'm not afraid to say it. To me, that's what professional wrestling should be. Yeah, I'm, should so I'm sorry, I love you. Exactly. Yes. That I'm one. Shawn Michaels yeah. and Ric Flair brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I knew Sean for me. Sean Michaels is my favorite wrestler ever. Sean retiring at wrestling, you know, 
getting beat at WrestleMania 26, knowing that was his final match, because I do not count uh, that Saudi Arabia match that he came back for. That does not count. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But like, we watch that because we are true fans and we appreciate the time and the energy and the wear and tear on their bodies and just the time they spend away from their families. I respect what mm-hmm. these do and I respect how they make me feel. And that's one of the things we've also pointed out, you know, since it does have the tag now of sports entertainment, people watch sports. They also watch like the entertainment shows with yes, uh, exactly. you know, scripts and storylines, but they don't want to watch them when they're combined. I, right. I, yeah. It's like it's okay to watch a movie that has a script or a TV show that has a script, but if you watch wrestling that has a script, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, this is stupid. And it's like, it's no more stupid than going and sitting and watching a three-hour movie. Right. So now with Puck coming back, I'm pretty sure I know I know your answer to this. Is it a good thing that he came back? Um, going by his promo, if he keeps that type of mindset, I think it'll be really good for AEW because he's going to bring a lot of eyes to that mm-hmm. product that are, and AEW's, what, even though WWE, Vince McMahon himself has said AEW is not competition, they absolutely are because they beat NXT just about every Wednesday night, making WWE have to move NXT to a different night because they basically lost that war that they started. Yes. And their viewership continues to grow every week. And that was before the CM Punk, you know, the CM Punk return. This is just because they are, they have homegrown talent in addition to veterans coming in and working with this homegrown talent. And you're getting men and women who normally would not get this kind of exposure and they are making the absolute best of it. Look at Britt Baker. Yeah. She was a white meat baby face when AEW first started. She was the first woman signed to the roster. She was, you know, the the cheerful baby face. And that didn't work. So what did she do? She tweaked her character, put in more ring, you know, more ring work, got better, got better in the ring, got better on the mic. And not saying she was bad. She was already good. But from where she was when the company first started to now is like night and day. Mm-hmm. And they're giving her the time and the platform to get better. And right. now she is completely, she is so over that CM Punk mentioned her at the beginning of his promo. Yep. And, and also the fact that she still has her dental, well, well she's, it, it's not her practice, but she's part of a dental practice on the side. Yes. Yes. You know, and you could almost say one of them's got to be the side hustle, but I don't think either one of them is treated as a side hustle. She seems to be juggling them both of them very well. Yep. And do you think this might actually push AW to number one? Because I remember when, right when this, when, when they came out, I was even kicking around the headline to you. And I said, yeah, I have a feeling, you know, had uh, the subject of Monday show me and the one we're doing right now. Right. Uh, what I say, I said, is AEW now the new number one? Yes. That. Yeah. That's what you. That's what you messaged me. Mm-hmm. And for me, I would say yes, 
because just based on watching AEW, I've watched it since the beginning, but especially the last couple of months, the moves that they've been making and the people that they've been pushing. And some people, some people have complained because Christian is in the title picture. It's like, did you not think that of it, that they weren't going to put Christian in the title picture? He is a veteran with 25 years of experience. Did you not think that they weren't going to put him in there with Kenny Omega, which as much experience as he has, he does not have 25 years of experience. They right. put him in there to help Kenny Omega get better. Yep. And, right. and they rewarded Christian with the Impact World title, which I personally loved because Vince McMahon had wrote Christian off. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Vince McMahon wrote Christian off and now Christian has shown him I can still go at a main event level. Yeah, Christian is not Marty Jannetty. No. You know, no. and that's the way they were treating him. They're like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I love that analogy. They treated him like the Marty Jannetty of the Edge and Christian tag team. And he absolutely was not. Personally, I've always liked Christian, nothing against Edge, but I've always liked Christian better than Edge. I always thought he was the more complete wrestler. He just didn't get those main event opportunities that Edge got. And that's just because Vince McMahon just didn't like Christian. It's been it's been yeah. talked about for years. Vince even wanted to put a blue dot over Christian's face every time he came out because he did not like Christian's face. <laughs> it, it almost sounds like stepbrothers. There's just something about your face. I just, yeah, just yeah. want to put it just something about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Christian is, you know, Christian's doing double duty and impact and AEW. Um, of course, you got, you know, Kenny Omega, which, you know, I personally am in the minority that I don't think Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world, but I believe this version of Kenny Omega is amazing. He is doing amazing heel work right now. And their tag team division is stellar. Their women's division is coming along. They're adding more women to that. Speaking of uh, Ruby Soho, which for people who don't know is, you know, was Ruby Riot in WWE, yeah. has been highly rumored to be signing with AEW. Okay. Which is she... a tremendous get for their Wow. Is she's like, right. Yeah. She's right about the 90 day um, yeah. limit yeah. now. So, and uh, there also, there's also been interest from Impact. And AEW for Buddy Murphy, Buddy, Buddy, sorry, Buddy Murphy, who now is is going by Buddy Matthews. I saw it on his Twitter last night. Okay. And I'd seen something about Bray Wyatt maybe going by Bray Wyndham or Wyndham Wyatt, or because um, there's no his first name is actually Wyndham. Yeah. Um, so I. <laughs> He, he could go by Wyndham Rotunda, but that might actually confuse like some of the old school fans like us yeah, who don't know it, who so, it is. Yeah. Um, but that is his name, but variation like Aleister Black did with Malachi Black, you know, yeah. that way people are still going to recognize part of that name and be like, oh, I know who he is. Put those two together. Yes. They had yeah. very similar enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, characters that they could have put them together and done something. Yeah. But no, I, I don't even think they had them on the same program. 
I don't think so, but they they just missed the boat on that like they usually do. But I think this does position um, AEW as especially the number one show to watch on a weekly basis. Right. And we still have the potential arrival of Daniel Bryan. Forgot about that. Yeah. Because one of his big one of his big things when he was uh, in WWE is he wanted to wrestle in Japan. And they were like, you know, absolutely not. Well, AEW will definitely give him that opportunity to wrestle in Japan. So plus he wants he wanted a a lighter schedule at comparative pay. Personally, I feel like he's he's entitled to that at this stage of his career. And he's I don't feel like Daniel Bryan's gonna be one of those part-timers that uh, be a Brock Lesnar or a Goldberg part-timer. I feel like he's gonna come in and he's gonna work his tail off like he always does. He's just not gonna be on the road 300 days a year, which AEW isn't anyway. So I think right. that schedule will work for him. Well, here's something else. Um, just now made me think about this. One of the things that WWE has been doing, and excuse me, you pointed it out, they they keep bringing in the older stars over and yes. over again instead of bringing the new ones. Unfortunately, if AEW keeps getting all these people that have already established themselves, they they run the risk of doing that as well. Yeah, but I think I think with the with the management and the trainers and everybody, I think that they'll use these part-timers better. I think they'll like CM Punk is working, going to start working with Darby Allen, who is one of their AEW's biggest homegrown success stories. Darby Allen has wrestled, you know, all over the country, other places, but he's never had mainstream exposure until now. Like, unless you truly followed pro wrestling, nobody knew who Darby Allen was until AEW started. Now he is one of their absolute biggest stars, and that's who Punk is going to work with first. So I feel like as long as these guys are coming in to help these younger guys get to that next level, not just come in like a Brock does or like a Goldberg does to pad their resume and pad their bank account. Exactly. And one more question about CM Punk before probably go ahead and move on because we'll, we could talk about CM Punk like all night. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we need up the whole time of this show talking about CM Punk. Yeah, we could. I mean, because I mean, he's had that much of an influence. You could tell that because it, it broke the internet. Yes. With his, with his t-shirts. Um, now, granted, I, I you know I kind of wish I was there because I would have liked to got that free ice cream. Yeah, but, they said that that has been in the works. CM Punk paid for all that ice cream out of his own yep. pocket. Yep, and did you see uh, when they were actually handing it out, the um, the rappers actually had that the, like that logo that he has on his shirt. So yeah. they have been. You can tell they definitely been playing this for a while. Oh yeah. Um. Now the one one negative though, and this is <coughs> kind of go back because CM Punk or rather Phil Brooks, we should say, do you think he could become a perceived malcontent again because he can. Um... Be- yeah, see, he can be kind of a pain in the butt employee at times. Yeah, he he can. But now, I know he was in WWE. I think a lot of the issue is he is extremely outspoken about things, and 
in Ring of Honor, it was fine for him to voice his opinions. They even encouraged that. But we know how micromanaged WWE is. And it can be, they yeah. don't want anybody having an opinion that doesn't coincide with their own. And I feel like AEW is a, I haven't heard anything really bad about the work, uh, work environment for AEW. So I think as long as he's comfortable and as long as he's enjoying himself, I think he'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, as long as he keeps his expectations in check where he's not going to walk in and automatically be the man and things <laughs> like that, I think, I think he'll be okay. And I think he can really be a help to that company growing. And no, yes, absolutely. You can have opinion. Yes. You can force your opinion, know how to do it, know when to do it, know how to pick your battles. Right. So, right. Yeah, Cause if you're, if all you're doing is fighting battles after a while, but it's like, all right, dude, you got to go because all you're doing. Yeah, is- <laughs> yeah. If you if all you're doing is fighting battles after a while, then no one's gonna no one's gonna want to listen to anything you have to say, regardless right. of how legitimate it is. Um. Now, as far as now, somebody, you know, and imagine you you, you might appreciate the segue. As far as somebody who could actually become a little disgruntled, I could I could understand. If Bianca Belair and Sasha, if they become a little disgruntled, not about Becky returning, about how they handled it Saturday night. Absolutely. Um, even Nikki Bella was on, I saw her on Twitter earlier today, and she was pretty upset about, she was very vocal about how upset she was about how they treated Bianca Belair because it's like she's been, you know, one of your biggest stars during, you know, during, you know, during the pandemic leading up to WrestleMania had that um, just earth shattering match with Sasha at WrestleMania. She has been amazing throughout her entire run. And then you squash her and they only did it because to get a big pop, just so they can say, like Michael Cole said, you know, for a SummerSlam moment, and it's like you're going to sacrifice, you know, five months of this hard work that this woman has mm-hmm. done to get one moment on one pay per view. And they completely buried her because yeah. basically, the way I've, I actually heard it, apparently there's a new verb. She got Kofi'd. Yeah. And yeah. Because it, this, it, it reminded me of what they did with Kofi. With yeah, with Kofi Brock. and Brock. Yeah. 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 You know, worked up. They got to, and just, then just, bury him in what was it nine seconds yeah it was just yeah it was just unnecessary and it was if they were going to have brock beat him fine but make the match competitive they did not have to just squash him he didn't he got zero offense in gets hit with one f5 and that's it right and this right here it was becky you know basically through the forearm and did her what whatever that move was called. It's an impressive well, man move. The manhandle slam. It was yeah. basically, it's, basically it's a, a rock bottom. Right. You know, it, yeah. with a little bit of a different angle, but yeah, it's a rock yeah. bottom. Yeah. And it pinned her. And I'm I'm just sitting here like, what just happened? Yeah. Did they really not actually have a match? They went through that. And, and here's what got me. The Carmella part was pointless. It was. Because it's like everybody knew Carmella wasn't going to win. So you trot Carmella out. 
I'm not a huge Carmella fan, but at the same time, you use her as basically the distraction so you could get the huge pop for Becky coming out. I'll be the first one to tell you, I am a massive Becky Lynch fan. I liked her before, you know, before the man, loved her since then. She's amazing. But there was a better way to do that. They could have just, even if they planned on Bianca dropping the title to Becky, they could have just had, they could have just said, Sasha Banks is unable to compete tonight. We have found a suitable replacement. Becky's music hits mm-hmm. and Becky comes out. There's your match. Give them a competitive match. If Becky, if Becky has the win, then that's fine. But and then the pop when her music would have hit. Right. And she still would have got the same pop. Mm-hmm. Regardless of, you know, regardless of the stuff where she beat up Carmella and all that stuff. But to just squash Bianca in 10, 15 seconds is just ridiculous. And what's even more ridiculous is the reports that I've seen today is that they're going to turn Becky heel. I was actually going to mention that because that was a heel move, what she did. Yes, it was an absolute heel move. That was a John Cena-like move. For right. for everybody who's always wanted John Cena to turn heel, John Cena has been heel mm-hmm. for 10 years. <laughs> it's just everybody cheered him, so he got away with it. But uh, John Cena did a lot of heel tactics. Becky Lynch absolutely did a heel tactic. But the plan, from what I'm seeing, unless they change course based on the crowd, is Becky is supposed to supposed to turn heel and then Sasha's going to chase her for the title. Here's and, the thing. Again, there was a better way to do that. Yeah. If that's how you wanted to go. She could have turned heel during the match itself, not just squash her, and then the exactly. company turned heel. And here's the, the question about, the, about turning her heel. What if the fans don't want to boo her? Because yeah. they have- Remember, they tried that before when she... Uh, when she was fed up with Charlotte, beat up Charlotte at SummerSlam. She did. That's right. I forgot about that. And they had her come out and cut that heel promo, and the fans cheered for her throughout the entire promo. So then they had to change course, and it's like, oh well, the fans love her, so we got to make her. We got to keep her a face. And the fans aren't going to boo her. It's the same thing. Exactly. When, it's the same thing when Austin turned heel. I loved Austin's heel heel turn, but a lot of people just could not boo him at that point. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be that way with Becky Lynch. They're just not going to be able to boo her. There's a way you can do it. If they turn her heel uh, automatically, that's not the way. But if they were to do it like the way they did Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, he returned after what was it? Two and a half years. Yes. When I'm in mean, medical reason. I mean, he was yeah. told he could never wrestle and then he managed to, to get cleared. He came back and he was a face for, a while, and then all of a sudden he became hippie Daniel Bryan with the wooden belt. They said yeah. it was made out of hemp. No, nah, that thing looked like it was made out of plywood. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, the character progression, it's like he got to a point where he was just fed up of losing, so he was just going to take matters into his own hands. Right. That worked. Right. But you they, did, they didn't do it right away. I mean, they right. waited. That's what WWE just you, it's 20, it's two-thirds of the way through 2021 and they still think that they can just dictate how the crowd's going to react that worked 
in Hogan, <laughs> that worked in Hogan's era. Yeah. And, you know, in the, you know, the, in the eighties that worked, you could kind of manipulate the crowd to where you wanted them to be. Fans are too much in the know now. Right. They're, and they know exactly. And, and like me, we're, we're looking at it like this is how it should be done. You know, this is what, what we would do if we were in their shoes. So it's like, you can't just tell the crowd, oh, this person's heel, and we just automatically go, oh, okay. Vince said they're a bad guy, so now they're a bad guy. Right. It's not like when WCW used to film down at Disney, and the people in the audience were literally like people visiting the park who weren't necessarily wrestling fans. Right. And so they were flashing the lights, cheer, boo, applaud, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also that was, and I told you about that when they had the, the Thunderdome thing going and I yeah. had my headphones on so you can hear the, the guy saying, all right, now cheer real loud. Okay. Now boo them. I'm thinking, yeah. what if they don't want to boo them? And that's the thing. It's yeah. like, just let it happen organically. Just, if, you know, because otherwise you're going to have fans hijack your show. Yeah. Because they're going to, they're going to tell you I'm paying for this and this is not what I want to see. And that's actually kind of the funny thing because what's one of Vince's pet peeves is when the fans hijack the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. they hide a uh, different match, but they hijacked Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. Goldberg got booed through that entire mm-hmm. match, whether WWE wants to admit it or not. He got cheered on the entrance because the entrance is iconic and everybody's going to cheer that. But once he started wrestling, everything he did, he got booed and Bobby Lashley got cheered. Longest match of Goldberg's life. It was, yeah. it was like, it was seven minutes. Yeah. And that match actually, I think was exactly what we figured it would be because two yes. power guys, you're going to have, yeah. a, you're, you're going to have power moves. Yeah. And, and that's what they did. Uh, it didn't end the way I, I would have expected. No, I was not expecting the Goldberg can't continue thing because do you remember seeing when MVP hit him in the leg? Mm-hmm. Oh, and how he didn't sell at first? Yeah, he didn't sell it. <laughs> it's like he took two or three steps and then sold it. And it's like, like, no, oh. no. And this is he, wrestling one-on-one. Somebody hits mm-hmm. you, you sell it. Yeah, it could be a bag of popcorn. You better sell it. Yeah, you better sell it like it's a bag of bricks. Yeah. And because I noticed that they said, oh, MVP hit him with the with the, with this cane. I'm like, he did? Oh, now he's and then, then yep. they showed the replay, and like you said, I mean, they hit him, and he took a couple of steps, and oh, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to sell that. Sorry. Yeah. And, and then yeah, the, it, thing with, the thing with Goldberg's, I feel like this is this whole thing is to get Goldberg <clears throat> the WWE title, and to get his kid a foot in the door. Even though his kid apparently is only like sixteen. Yeah. And people were like, and then they're like trying to make Bobby Lashley the bad guy. It's like, oh, well, he attacked that kid. That kid, that kid got in the ring and jumped on his back. Yeah. He got what he got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I could see MVP. Like, oh, give me the mic. Give me the mic. And I'm like, yeah. Cause I had actually turned my head and during part of that, cause that was actually some of the stuff I had to watch the next day because I, I fell asleep. And because apparently WWE, they're getting back into running these marathon pay per views again. Yeah. And yeah, that's not going to work, guys. I will tell y'all that right now. Do like you do WrestleMania. If you got to run it real long, yeah, two nights if you can. Exactly. 
And, you know, when I heard him, he didn't know who that kid was. And because I look and all I saw was Bobby Lashley had some kid in the full Nelson and he's just (laughs) rocking. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, He said, you know, that kid shouldn't have gotten a ring. And he didn't know he was Goldberg's son. And and I was just like, oh, oh, really? Y'all going down that road? Yeah. And, uh, you know, y'all don't go down that road. And so now I'm thinking at Extreme Rules, which, like I said, I'm probably not going to be able to go to, even though it's going to be two hours away from my house. But, hey, you know what? Work stuff is work stuff. And I'm going exactly. yeah. to be extremely busy during that time. So, And I'm not going to leave it to my uh, my coworker. who's probably listening. Hi, Ethan. And I'm not going to put all that stuff on him because right. he's also going to be extremely busy. So I'm not going to have him coming for me, too. Um, even though he could. I mean, he's actually pretty sharp. But, but either way, yeah, we're going to be extremely busy. So I'm not going to be good to it. But I have a feeling that they're going to have them with a the rematch up there. And then Goldberg's probably going to take the title there. That's what I'm thinking, and then I think he'll drop it back to Lashley, probably Survivor Series, because they usually, even if they have him wrestle on, because they're still planning on Crown Jewel, but depending on how travel, yeah. you know, how, as fast as this virus is spreading and how, you know, how they did with travel restrictions, you know, the first time around, they may not be able to do that Saudi show, so... um but even if they do Crown Jewel, they usually don't have titles change hands at, at the Saudi shows. I can see Goldberg winning at, like you said, at Extreme Rules and then dropping it back to Lashley at Survivor Series. Which, I mean, Survivor Series is the last of the big four. It's the weakest yeah. of the big four, but it's the last of the big four. And, you know, so that would actually kind of make sense. I don't think they're going to try to put survivor series in a stadium the way they've done the past a uh, couple of royal rumbles um and of course wrestlemania has been in stadiums since 2022 yeah, uh, something like that yeah i think it was 21 because i think the last like it was in madison square garden at 20 yeah, 20 yeah and after that yeah it's been stadiums because, ever since. and because they can yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, but Survivor Series, if it is Goldberg and Lesnar, you, you expect Lesnar to get the title back. And then that's when they start uh, ramping up for 2022. Of course, starts with the Rumble. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because TLC, TLC is just a placeholder pay-per-view until, yeah. until the Rumble. Uh, you, basically, you just get your rematches from Survivor Series mainly. Uh, I think – especially since they're not really traditional pay-per-views because now it's still on the network or have they actually brought pay-per-views back? Um, or, I know or, they're talking about bringing pay-per-views back, but I don't know if it's every one or if it's just certain ones. But, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to watch it on Peacock, so. Yeah. And one of the things about the pay-per-views and the WWE network, of course, and now it's on Peacock. And yes, for fans, it's an awesome deal. Yeah. As far as the business folks, I'm pretty sure they're thinking, have y'all lost y'all's mind, especially since you're you're doing these pay-per-views, which means that's an extra show yeah. every month and that you have to put on even more. It's not like a house show. So you have to bring everything that you would bring yep. for everything else, only you're not getting the pay-per-view buys for it. Right. People, people aren't buying, they're not paying any extra to watch it. And if you've noticed, ever since the, I mean, 
even during pay, even during the pay-per-view times, you know, you had some bad pay-per-views and you had some really good pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you had more you had more things on pay-per-view worth watching than not. Right. But since the event the the advent of the network, it's like, well, we're giving you this for you know, we're giving you this for 10 bucks, so we're not gonna put a whole lot of effort into this. Is what I feel like a lot of times that their their pay-per-view shows end up like that because they're like, well, we're not making a lot out of this. We're giving it to you at this way reduced price. So we're not going to put our best effort forward except for maybe a couple of shows a year. And we're going to make WrestleMania six hours long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we can, because we don't have to worry about the pay-per-view being set at a certain thing. And all of a sudden it gets cut yeah. off. Yeah, you know, it's on it's on the network. So boom, we can just go until we ever whenever yeah, we feel we like it. Until we decide to end it instead of yep. being told you have to stay within this time frame. Yeah, because I don't think anybody wants a repeat of Goldberg and DDP from that one pay-per-view where all of a sudden it got chopped off. Which was a really good match. That's the bad thing about it. It's right. like it's not like them, it's not like a you know a crap match got cut. It was the main event and it was a, actually a really good match. That they had to give away for free the next night. Yeah. They had to give yeah. it away for free, and they had to give refunds on the pay per view mm-hmm. because a lot of people demanded their money back because I'm like, I paid sixty bucks for this pay per view, and I didn't even get to watch the main event, right? Which is what I paid to see, right? And so, I would now I'm thinking they might be not well. I can't say they're losing money. They're probably not making as much money as what they were before because we're not making that pay per view money. And then they started chopping wrestlers off the roster, you know, starting last year. And of course, this year they've kept it up. And they said, what's well, a business decision? It's business, it's business, it's business. And we're thinking, well, if you weren't paying these certain wrestlers a lot of money, maybe that wouldn't happen. Then we're thinking, well, no, Brock is gone now. Brock is back. And so I'm yep. starting to wonder. Yeah, you got to think Brock is back. They fed to free up all that money to pay him. Yeah, to pay Brock and pay Goldberg. Yeah, and Goldberg and yeah. Cena. Yeah. Um, and like, so these are three part timers. And even Cena said, stop wasting so much yeah. money on part timers. I mean, and he yeah. is a part timer. Yeah. He's like, build to the future. Push, your, push, the, push the people that are here all the time. He's like, myself included, stop relying on part timers if you're trying, if you want to build for the future. Right. And, uh, and seeing Brock come out there, you know, with his Harry Krishna haircut, it just, it made me think about that today. It was like, they cut all those wrestlers and they said it was because of money, but now they're, you know, they're giving Brock um, probably a eight figure salary. Oh, absolutely. Because... Probably low eight figures, but still eight figures. Yeah, because before when he was there, he was the second highest paid wrestler in the company. Behind it was Cena. Cena. It was Cena and then it was Brock. Yeah. So two part-timers, because Cena hasn't been a full-time wrestler in a while. Years. Yeah. So you got two part-timers making, I mean, I think Cena was making like nine million a year. And uh, then I mean, maybe maybe more than that. Maybe been more than that. The yeah, last I, figure I'd seen was close to nine. Uh, and then Brock was probably making close to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're paying all this money. And then you're putting all these other people out on the street with no job. Right. 
especially right now during a global pandemic. And I know I've complained about that before, but it's like, how does a multi-billion dollar company be okay with releasing men and women that have made you that money? Just release them and without a care in the world of what are these people are going to do to take care of themselves and their families. And I'm just curious, how long have they been planning this return with Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I've wondered that too, because this wasn't a last minute decision. Couldn't have this been. was, you know, this was in the works for quite a while. So I, I completely agree with you. How long has this been in the works? And is this their, is this why they had so many budget cuts so they could clear the books to sign Brock? Right. And I know it, it because of how big of a person Brock Lesnar is, you know, as far as like his, um, I guess his image, his character, you know, I guess his perceived worth, the perceived yeah. dollars he'll bring in, you know, for uh, attendance. Um, they know they, they weren't just going to, they didn't just figure this out Friday night or actually during the week when CM Punk, when they knew he was going to be going to AEW. No. They didn't say, hey, Big Brock, you need to come down here right now. You know, we'll pay yeah. you $18 million or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, bring show, Yeah. No, you don't have to cut your hair. Leave it just like that. Seriously. And like we talked about last week, like we talked about on Thursday, again, it is another part-timer coming in, mm -hmm. being thrust mm -hmm. into the title picture at the expense of people that are there all the time. Right. Your two, your two world titles are being defended against people that are there a handful of dates a year. Yep. And now, now the next feud is going to be, you know, they're going to continue the Lashley and Goldberg feud. They're going to, they're going to start with Brock and Roman. Plus we've seen Brock and Roman a hundred times. I mean, we haven't seen this version of Roman, but we've seen the match. So it's like, give us something fresh. It's like, it's like we're watching Raw on pay-per-view. We're just going to keep doing the same matches mm -hmm. over and over and over. Uh, and because they, they were against each other at at least two WrestleManias. Yeah, WrestleMania, I think. Uh, California. Which, was it 30, was, uh, 30, was it 31, was it 30, uh, 30? 31? Yeah, you're right. 31 yeah. was, uh, was, that was the one where Rollins cashed in. Yes. 30, 32 was the one in, um, in Dallas. Yeah. That was Roman and triple H. The next one was Roman and the undertaker. And then it was Roman and Brock. Okay. So 34. Yeah. 34. And they've wrestled, they've wrestled for the title at like, mania SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. it's like i think a couple of the saudi shows it's like they did because they crashed through the cage yes and, and we've seen this over and over again it's like give us something different well i think now they're going to say well now you got to throw in okay who's got the services of paul Heyman?" and so they got a little bit of drama, so that part may be a little bit different. Yeah, there's a little bit of drama, but it's like I have – and I feel bad for the Usos because the Usos are going to get fed to Brock. Oh, because, yeah, they will. You know, that's how they always do whenever Brock comes back. Anybody that's 
gets thrown out in front of him. He just mauls him, and it's like, can we just do something else? I think this would be a good opportunity to have the Usos um, and Roman turn into an actual faction similar to the Four Horsemen. Yes. And add another one. We need one more person to be with them. I don't know who it would be, but we need one more person because, like the Four Horsemen, you had the three cousins, but in this case, they really are cousins. Yeah. And, you know, of course, two of them twin brothers have somebody else who's like their best friend who might as well be family. Only I don't know who that would be right now. Yeah, I don't either. I know, you know, I know several women that would fit in that in that group perfectly, but I don't Tamina. know of a male that would fit. Um, I think Tamina or Nia Jax, you know, both because I mean they're yes. all related. So yes, put them in there. It could be it could be family. They could actually call themselves the Anawais. Yeah, you know, they could even have where send Nia Jax to SmackDown. Have mm-hmm. Tamina turn on Natalia, and then Nia and Tamina, Nia and Tamina have the tag titles. They were already calling themselves the uh, Samoan Slaughterhouse when they were tag teaming on Raw. So, go with that. Yeah. So bringing in there, you have five. Boom, you're good. You yeah. know, and that, you know, because a faction, you, I would say, you always need at least four, but no more than five. Boom. Right. Good. Yep. So. <clears throat> So do that and have them just pound on Lesnar quite a bit instead of having him just you throw him around exactly. like the Bollywood yeah. boys. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not the Bollywood boys. No. I, you know, I like the Bollywood boys, but they're not the yeah. Bollywood boys. But they're not they're not the Usos. So the right. Usos should not be getting just destroyed like they can't mount an offense. Right. And so that would be a way to bring it in. But with with Brock, and actually that's here's a question. He's challenging Roman. Roman's on SmackDown. Brock doesn't like being on SmackDown. Yep. So are they going to do the switch again? Like when he beat Kofi, he beat him on SmackDown, and they immediately put that title on Raw because Brock don't do SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, He said that doesn't work for me, brother. I don't see see them doing that because, you know, they position Roman as the face – of SmackDown. Right. Um, I don't see them moving Roman. And it'll be interesting to see if Brock stays on SmackDown or if he hops over the Raw. But right. and um and I think that's one of the uh, I guess you could say it's kind of a positive about them being on Fox Sports is they don't do all these roster roster switches back and forth the way they were doing at first. Yeah. Because I want to say Fox Sports probably told him knock it off. Yeah, the yeah Fox probably did tell him to knock it off because you know they're paying big money for these shows and they have mm-hmm. certain expectations. Just like um, USA, uh, actually uh, NBC Universal is not happy with WWE at all with what they're doing to NXT. Uh, one, they've taped the next several episodes because they're doing. Um, at the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center, which is where they're going to call home now. They're done with Full Sail. Right. They're going to be in, at the Capitol Wrestling Center, and they're supposed to be doing some upgrades to that facility. So they've taped the next, I think, three or four weeks of TV. That's NBC. Dang, that's dangerous to do that. Yes. It, NBC Universal is not happy about that because they're like, that's not what we paid for. We want. They want a live show. 
exactly. We paid for a live show. So now they're getting these, these taped shows. And then they're also not happy because Vince has decided to completely change the format of NXT from what NBC Universal paid for to a, in his words, a true developmental. And it's like, so you've taken everything that they built and just been like, well, no, I don't like that. That didn't work for me. So then we're going to do it this way. When, like, like you were saying, your developmental is the performance center. Mm-hmm. It should work performance center. If you're going to bring people up from NXT, then it's performance center is your developmental. NXT is your third brand. Then they could move on to Raw or SmackDown. But exactly. You don't gut. NXT has been the best thing about WWE's products for years. And now they're just going to gut it because Vince gets a whim that, well, this isn't working when, and actually it's what's been carrying your company. Oh yeah. And not only that, but um, with NXT, especially when they transitioned from Florida championship wrestling to be in NXT and cause I get Florida championship wrestling, it made it too localized. Yeah. And you know, just the name alone. But NXT was still, NXT to me kind of felt like an old territory. And I'm saying that in a good way. Yeah. Because the crowds were the same crowds that were there. Probably, I mean, I, I bet, and not being there, you know, obviously, but I bet the, the people in those crowds, probably 80% of them were the same people every single time. Oh, I'm sure. Just, you know, just, so, like, just like a full sale. Right. And, you know, it's just like when I go to an NWF show here, I can see a lot of the same people. Yeah. Um, I've seen at different locations because, I, you know, down in Covington, I've seen some of the same people that I've seen in Mount Orb that I've seen in Fairfield, Ohio. And so, I mean, they have a, a following. And then, right. and I don't think it's like 80% just because of the traveling here for that. Yeah. But at Full sale, I mean, they were all in the same arena yeah. every single week. Yeah. And so it had that good territory feel. So, I mean, it had more of a personality, whereas doing it with Raw and SmackDown when they're traveling, you know, from city to city to city, and it's just nature of the beast, it's going to have almost like a circus type feeling. Yes. You know, the circus has come to town and people are going to want to see these moves over and over and over again. So they can kind of, they may want to try to say, well, this is what the crowd wants. They want to see these moves. However, why don't you have them bring in a new clown, bring in a new trapeze artist, bring in a new act. Yep. They're not going to squash it unless the person's bad and you're not giving them a chance. Right. And here's what's funny. You know, I've mentioned the slop drop wrestling podcast and I'm going to let them know I'm giving them a shout out. They literally just tweeted, listen to your crowd, Benny Mac. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Vince has always had that mentality to where, I know what the fans want better than they do. Right. At first, it was his Mr. McMahon character saying that, but I think he honestly believes that, and he he can't, or he wouldn't be doing the things that he's doing if he honestly thought this is what fans want. Exactly, and him, yeah, his vision for doing something different, because his vision before was, well, I'm going to take this company and I'm going to take over the entire country and then move on from there, maybe the entire world. When yeah. you think wrestling, you think 
at the time the WWF. Yeah. And he did that. He killed the old territory system. That wasn't a good thing, in my opinion. No. Because no, they, no. he could have used every single one of them as the local developmental systems. Yep. But he, he had feeder systems in place for talent. And he just, he was so, he's, he was so obsessed with being the lone, the lone person on top of the mountain that he, for a while, he, I mean, he ruined pro wrestling for a while because a lot of these people had nowhere to go. A lot of people went to WWE because they didn't have anywhere else to go because he had shut down everybody else. Exactly. And you want to be the, the only game in town? Great. You know, you're the only game in town. And you just hurt the actual product itself yeah. overall. You want to be the only game in town, but you hurt the overall game by doing so. Exactly. I'm actually tweeting back the slop drop right now. <laughs> just letting them know. Yeah. Tell them you need to come to Star Show, too. Yeah, I actually listened to um, their show, giving them a, a real quick, um, I guess, kind of a cheap plug and unrequested, but I got to give it anyway. They they just recently did a show on uh, tag teams yeah. Uh, that, yeah, you would probably like. Uh, they've okay. done another show on managers, and I've talked, I've actually talked to the head guy, you know, a few times, you know, just sending messages back and forth, you know, real nice guys. Um, and they're, they've actually been involved with the business. So uh, they're kind of like us, except for they're more than just fans. Gotcha. Okay. There, I'm going to make sure I at you. So, in fact, do you mind if I give your you want you want to keep your Twitter um, private, or do you mind if I go ahead and, and tell us what yours is too? Because I just thought about always. That's fine. Yeah, if you want to find Dwaylon on Twitter, it's at fat underscore daddy seventy three. Yep. So, um, and I'll actually keep my my personal Twitter kind of personal because you've seen some of the stuff I post on my personal Twitter. <laughs> And I'm definitely keeping those two things very separate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because one of the things that Dwayne and I, we've also decided, um, our, this show is going to be where we are not going to discuss politics. We're not going to discuss religion. Right. And you know, now uh, we do do that on our personal Twitters, you know, um, but mine, I mean, um, and I really don't post things. I just retweet stuff more than anything yeah. else. So, yeah. Um, but we decided, you know what, that's the best way to keep it the atmosphere nice and wrestling centric yes because you, you know, start bringing, you know you start bringing you know politics and religion into it and it can go you know things can go south really quick oh yeah you know so but anyway yeah so slop drop if you um you see that you know come give us our give our show a listen and give us some feedback dudes we'd love to hear it so but you know, now we're, we're talking about which brand, you know, Brock may be appearing on, you know, which it'd be kind of funny if he does stay on SmackDown because that's the whole yeah. reason they moved everything to Raw last time. He didn't want to be on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, of course, that also says something when, once again, you have one wrestler who controls a lot of Vince McMahon's decisions. Yes. And in this case, it's a part-timer. Yeah. Yeah, before, it's not even a full-time guy that's that's doing it. It's you know, it's bad enough when a full-time guy has that kind of pull where they can say, "I'm not doing that" or whatever. But when you've got a part-time guy coming in calling the shots, it's like that's you know, very slippery slope. 
yeah and you know it's not like hogan you know because hogan was the champion right um Shawn michaels and they, well they had Shawn michaels they given the belt but they knew Shawn michaels was, was his huge attraction yeah and he's going to give 100 percent uh every match yeah. every um, match um except for the SummerSlam in 2005 match against hogan where he gave like 150 percent oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> but knowing the backstory, Hogan deserved every oh, bit of that. Oh, Sean, I mean, you know, I'll keep this a, a friendly family, a family <laughs> friendly statement. Sean showed his rear end on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, he did it to a point you're like, wow, he's really making Hogan look good and ridiculous at the same time. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. But Sean could get away with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Larry Cena has gotten yeah. away with some things. Yeah. But people, they'll pay to boo Cena. Yeah. They really will. They actually have, they do have respect for Cena. Him and his five moves of doom. And that was actually something else I will say about that match. Like, you know, because you said before we even started uh, recording, that match ended up being pretty good. Yeah. Roman's trash talk in Cena yes oh, oh man i'm like this is looking more like a fight than now than yeah. a wrestling match and that's that's what i've been saying that's what i i told uh what i told my wife i said right now if anybody wants to know how to be a heel in pro wrestling go watch roman reigns in match while he's basically cutting promos on the guy that he's beating up because it's mm -hmm. like jerry lawler always said it's bad enough to get beat up I don't want some guy uh, trash talking me while he does it. While he does it, and that's what Roman is doing. And it and the way he played that crowd, and it's like even the people that were were cheering him, he made them boo. Right. Just the way he played that crowd, and it's, it's like, like a schoolyard fight. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. when you got Every everybody time. surrounded the two guys. Yeah, and, and was then, punching him. And what you gonna do now, Pant? What you gonna do now, Pant? You know. Yeah, and then Cena would mount his comeback, and I did like the. <laughs> You know, I did like the play on Cena would always, you know, Cena said in the promos leading up to it that all he, all he needed was one, two, three. Mm -hmm. So that was Cena's point. I'm going to go for these quick roll-ups and try to get that one, two, three, because that was the point. It built on the story, so it worked in the match. It wasn't just, oh, well, I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to roll him up, you know, yeah. 10 times. No, it played into what he said he was trying to do in the match yes and and i know you said you know the rollins and edge match i was at before that that's when i was like fighting sleep was during a lot yeah. of the match just because of the time and uh and everything and i had to get up early uh early ish the next morning um but that match what i've gone back and watched you know quite a bit of and that match was really good probably the best match of the night yes um that, I, I completely agree that was i and like i said in our uh show thursday I didn't know if Edge could keep up with Rollins. He did. He, he showed it. He kept yeah, he up. Did. Um, and I popped huge for the brood entrance. That was right. that was amazing. <laughs> I had forgotten that. I mean, because I was like, this looks familiar. Um, but I didn't see him enough, I guess, with the brood to realize that okay, that's what it was. And later I was like, yeah. okay, that's where I, you know, I, I knew it it looked familiar, but it didn't type of deal. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And he does get kind of that evil look going yes he does like he is back in the brood and um you know we're asking about becky lynch 
is she going to be heel? Well, actually, it kind of makes sense to put her with Seth Rollins. Yeah. After all, well, they, got, they got a kid together now. Yeah, but they have they have said in interviews that they didn't like working together. Really? Yeah, it wasn't anything with them personally. They just didn't feel like it told a good story. Ah, gotcha. And so I don't know if they're going to keep them separate, but if they turn Becky healed, I mean, they could have her, yeah. you know, with Seth. But, right. And, I mean, that way that you know they're going to be traveling together. They have a baby together. Yeah. You know, so that would kind of. Yeah, because I told I told Savannah, I'm like, that's why they put her on SmackDown, because she's married to Seth. That way they could travel. Did they get because, married? Yeah, they got married. Oh, did they? Okay, I didn't know they actually got married yeah. yet. And uh, because she was on Raw when she left. Right. And so they moved her to SmackDown. But the reason that they brought her back was to counteract the CM Punk pop from Rampage. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like oh said, yeah, you could see that. Yeah, because from everything I had read, and even Savannah had, had been uh, reading some stuff, and she wasn't supposed to come back till later this fall. And then I think this the reaction to the CM Punk comeback, they were like, "Oh well, we got to get, you know, we got to get a bigger pop." Which her pop was huge. Yeah, it still wasn't. It CM was Punk. not. It was not going to beat CM Punk's pop. Um, I think the only pop I've ever heard for a return that was comparable was when edge returned to the rumble in 2020 yes yes yeah that pop was like was ridiculous ridiculously huge yeah and you know because i heard you, you know you think you know me and i'm like well yeah. uh, what no no and yeah and then the crowd i mean it took them a second too and yeah and but CM Punk because it's been anticipated for seven years. I mean, he could have come back at any time. Yeah. He didn't. I mean, I, and he may have said, you know what, I'm done with the wrestling, but now there's a company that he actually wants to be a part of. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Tony Khan, you know, has paid him some, you know, sweet dollars on top of that. Oh, I'm sure. But I get, because he, like, AEW to me has that old school Ring of Honor feel to it yeah. where they're more they're more focused they do have their shenanigans and stuff but every wrestling company does whether it's neighborhood independent or biggest company in the world everybody has their little skits and shenanigans or whatever but AEW seems more focused on the wrestling product right building its stars than they are trying to be a global brand and that's what WWE is most concerned about is being a global brand but if you keep losing fans, then what's the point of having this giant, you know, this giant brand if you don't have any followers? I think WWE, they've gotten to the point where they're doing things, um, well, bass backwards, where yeah. they are, they're having the matches to promote the storylines instead of having the storylines to promote the matches. Yeah. And it's like, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense. Just like they could have shortened SummerSlam probably close to an hour. They could have eliminated Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal mm -hmm. because that one didn't serve a purpose. Uh, Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss, that one didn't serve a purpose. Really, they could have had the tag title switch happen on, uh, on Raw. 
I mean, that wasn't to me, that wasn't really a pay-per-view. It wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't right. a pay-per-view they, match. They, they could have had it on the dark as a dark match because they had Big E and Baron Corbin as a dark match. Yeah. And they could have had another dark match. I mean, they had an hour. Right. They could you know, have, yeah. So, instead, of, instead of rehashing all the, the plot points, which we all knew, they could have had a couple of they could have had a couple of matches on the like you said on the pre-show. And then plus that would have given Becky and Bianca time for an actual match instead mm-hmm. of the 10-second squash that we got. And the other thing they really could have gotten rid of, because I don't understand what the purpose of it was, the Miz. Yes, Xavier. Was, I mean that was that was ten minutes that that's ten minutes that Becky and Bianca could have got. Yeah, that's ten ten minutes of our life. We're not going to get back. No, and it was. I mean, it was dumb. The whole thing was dumb. Yeah, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Why Xavier looked like Razor Ramon? Well, because they're promoting the new T-shirt, uh, oh. the uh, NWO fashion. That's right. Yeah, I did see he was wearing that shirt. I forgot about yeah. it. Got NDR, New Day Rocks, <laughs> and which is not was, a bad shirt. I'll probably nah. end up with one of those shirts, but the segment <laughs> itself is, was unnecessary. It was just a waste of time. And where was Kofi? Yeah, I don't know where Kofi is. You know, Kofi wasn't there. Uh, Big E could have come out. I mean, I know, yeah, they're, they're still on different brands, but he could have come out. And that, that segment made zero sense. There was no need for it. And um, I need more Morrison to stop with the Johnny Drip Drip stuff. It's like, just stop. It, yeah, it it actually does not sound good. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to let him not. know that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so they could have got rid of that. I don't. I, anytime they've ever had a mania where they had, um, like segments that were non wrestling. You know, like when they had Morton Downey Jr. come out. Yeah. And I think that was WrestleMania five. Believe and, so, yeah, with yeah. Him and yeah, him and Piper, and they've had other things, and I'm just like, it doesn't, it doesn't add anything to the product. I mean, that this is, this is the equivalent of the clowns just came out, you know, while they're cleaning up after the lions. Yeah, it's you the ba- it's the bathroom break. It's right, it's the bathroom break or the concession stand break. I'm gonna go buy some merch while this is happening or whatever. Well, but and not only that, but they had every title defended except for the intercontinental title. Yes, and then they bring Shinsuke out, and for nothing. Yeah, I just tried to forgot about that too. Yeah, I don't understand that either. It's like because I was thinking, why is Shinsuke not on the show? He's the Intercontinental Champion, and then they bring him out just to pop the crowd, and then they segue to something else. Right, and you know, I actually forgotten for a second that Shinsuke had taken the Intercontinental Title off of Apollo Cruz. Yeah. Um, now they could have had Apollo Cruz come out with his seven foot Nigerian. Yeah. And they could have had AJ come out with his seven foot Nigerian. Yeah. And you know, and then have him kind of size up and go, okay. <laughs> you know, but um I, I think that would actually I don't think that'd be an interesting fight. Um no why can't, why can't I remember Apollo Cruz, you know, his partner uh, his name? was Mander Aziz, I think it is or something like that. Yes. Yes, because I remember Speak of the Saudi shows when he came out during the Greatest Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, man, that dude's huge. Yeah, and I remember looking him up then uh, because I noticed he had uh, two different flags on his tights. 
one was Nigeria, the other one was Poland. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, um, so yeah, he's half Nigerian, half Polish, but right. he was good. And I'm like, okay, okay, he's going to, they're going to bring him into NXT at some point. And finally, it was like two, three years later, all of a sudden he shows up. But yeah, I think actually, uh, I think he'll end up being pretty good. Yeah. But, but it, he wasn't on SummerSlam the other night, and neither was Apollo Crews. And oh. um, Shinsuke walked out, and him and Boogs, okay, Boogs, you're a good guitar player. I get it. Please stop. Yeah, I need him to go uh, away. I need, you know, he's just annoying. He doesn't add anything to Shinsuke Nakamura. Right. You know, just like Leo Rush didn't add anything to Bobby Lashley, all he was doing was annoying people. You yeah. Know, he was talking to the match. It's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, you know, and I like Leo Rush. Yeah, so do I. I mean, great talker, but he just he just didn't add anything to Lashley. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, so now we've kind of gone from the returns to kind of great in SummerSlam. Um, I would say overall, to be honest with you, with SummerSlam, and we were pretty pretty accurate on most of our predictions. Yeah. Um, the sidebar stuff, I said Dominic was going to turn heel. That didn't happen. Um, said Dewdrop, or as we're calling her now, Viper Vixen. Um, she did kind of leave Eva Marie, but she just didn't smack her around first. Yeah. Um, which I wish she would have. That'd have been great to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, you know, and we, we didn't call Goldberg losing by, by, a doctor's decision. It's like, yeah. I could see if Bobby Lashley had have just beat him down so much that he couldn't go. But because that's to me, that's the only time there should be referee stoppage to where you make it look like that they just can't literally go anymore. And yeah, to me, that was just like, you know. He wasn't even really selling the leg injury until after Bobby had won the match and started smashing him with the chair. Yeah. And Bobby may have done that. That, that may not have been part of it. He just started doing it because <laughs> he's like, you know what? You don't want to sell that leg. Bam. bam yeah. Bam. You want to mess up my match? Here you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and Brock's going against Roman, apparently. The match we want to see is brock against bobby lashley yes that's the match everybody wants to see and it, and i think they're doing it to spite us i think they're just not giving us that match because they know we want that match which is dumb that's money that is a yeah. money match right there that is that has wrestlemania main event mm -hmm. written all over it this version of bobby lashley which bobby lashley has always been good but this version of bobby lashley to me is the best he's ever been you put him in there with Brock and make sure Brock's motivated to work. Mm -hmm. And there's your money right there. Just and, pull, just pull the dump truck up and fill it with money because you're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I think if Brock were to get a little stiff with Bobby, Bobby would get stiff with him back. Yes. Bobby has said in interviews, he wants, he's, he wants that type of fight. He's like, we've both, we've both done MMA He's like, we both can take a hit as well as give a hit. He's mm -hmm. like, just let us have a knockdown, drag out fight. I'd, I'd pay to see it. Oh, I'd pay to see it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'd be cheering for Bobby yeah. Lashley the whole time. 
exactly. You know? Me too. But it's like, give us that match. I mean, we've seen that's a match we haven't seen. Right. And now, so, that's that's something fresh. It's like promote that instead of the same thing over and over again. Yep. And I would say overall, SummerSlam, overall, I'd say it was definitely net positive with some hiccups. Yeah. Um, not five stars, probably close to just under four stars because some of the yeah. hiccups were, and cause like I said, it's not that Becky won, it's how she won. Right. I had no issue with her winning. I had, I had no issue with her winning the title, but it's just how they did it. Right. what I had the issue with. You, because you didn't have to com- completely do the same result and had a better, you know, and just it been that- better for Bianca. Because that's my problem right. is Bianca gets buried after all her hard work. Right. Like, like you said, she got Kofi. And where does she go from here? Yeah. And have they said what's going on with Sasha or was that a word? We've seen some rumors. Some people, it's some reports have come out to where they have heard that she may have contracted COVID, oh. but nobody knows for sure. Nothing's been confirmed. All that has been confirmed, though, is that WWE knew for over a week that she would not be at SummerSlam. And they still advertised her. And they promoted the match up until match time. And granted, I mean, yes, it was going to be a good match because we knew the potential of it because we saw what they did at WrestleMania. Right. I don't think that was going to hurt. It would have hurt any of the um, the buys, people there, people watching it, if they said, okay, Sasha can't make it. No. You know, we it will find yeah, it somebody. Hurt any buys, especially if they had have just done it, if they had just said Sasha's not going to be you know, due to unfortunate circumstances, Sasha's right. not going to be able to compete at SummerSlam. Bianca will still defend the SmackDown Women's title against a mystery opponent who will be who will be announced at match time. And a and mystery, will, yeah, a mystery opponent will always always get you intrigued. Like exactly, and people are going to be like, "Well, who is it?" There, you know, people would have highly speculated that it was Becky, right. but they would have speculated you know, some other people, but it would have had some intrigue to the match, not let's get Carmella out there for her to prance around for a few minutes, then get squashed by Becky, and then Bianca gets squashed by Becky, and just so we can get this big SummerSlam pop because we're trying to beat AEW any chance we can, and we're not, and it's failing. In other words, they're, they're kind of falling to the same trap that Bischoff did with WCW where his, yeah, he was so focused on beating WWF that he forgot you need to actually worry about the quality of your product. Mm -hmm. And at least we, Carmella didn't moonwalk. Yes. Yeah. Her her moonwalk is just not good looking. And Zelina Vega wasn't there. I have a feeling that may have been, she's like, look, I've been getting beat up every week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she wasn't there. She's been in this storyline too, and it's like they were just all over the place with this booking. And I just don't. And usually, SmackDown is usually the much better show about how they book their stories, but that one has definitely been all over the place. Yes, you know. So all I got to say is now with CM Punk being AEW, and plus all the other things they've been doing, and with Becky and 
Brock Lesnar returning to WWE. Shots have been fired now on both sides. Yep. And this yep. war, I mean, it's heating up and have yeah. uh, and who wins? The wrestling fans. Exactly. You know, not fans of either product, wrestling fans. And that's what that's what kills me because I watch everything. I don't like you have some people that are just like WWE all the way and they're they act like there is nothing else besides WWE. Right now is probably the absolute best time mm -hmm. to be a wrestling fan. There's so much good content to watch, whether whether you are a WWE loyalist or AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, uh, even, you know, more independent, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, Major League Wrestling, things like that. There's just mm -hmm. so much good wrestling out there, and you don't have to pick a side. It's not, right. you know, it's not like that. You People that choose to pick a side are just not appreciating what's in front of them. It's like, just enjoy all of it. Exactly. You know, don't call yourself a wrestling fan if you say, well, you, you have to watch this one. That means you can't watch this one. No. Right. No. So. It's amazing. Uh, like with the, when the Monday Night Wars, it's like, I watched both shows and mm -hmm. ECW. It's like, right. it wasn't just, I didn't pick a side. I just watched everything. Yeah. Some weeks I may watch one over the other and then the yeah, next week well, i would switch yeah. a, lot of times, a lot of times i would i would always record one sometimes i'd watch raw and record wcw sometimes i'd watch smackdown sometimes i'd watch wcw and record raw right. but and now with dvrs you can record all of it at the same time right you know so um i think i called this correctly though when i said this show just wrote itself whenever CM Punk return and Becky Lynch return. I knew it was, yeah, was going to be a really good discussion. Over the weekend, <laughs> and yeah, it absolutely wrote itself. Oh, yeah. So, but I am going to go ahead and and go uh, because right now I have I have to start in the shows literally because my son is now back in school and he has a bedtime. Right. And, you know, so I have to keep that in consideration. So, yeah. um, you know, so we will definitely be staying in touch because that's what we do. And we'll figure, out something, we'll figure out something for Thursday. We may have, you know, some more news right itself because Raw's on right on. now. No idea what's happening on it, but Raw's on right now. Well, Raw's on right now. Uh, there's been rumors going around that Daniel Bryan may debut on Dynamite Wednesday. Uh-huh. So I don't know. So Thursday may write itself, depending on what <laughs> happens in the next few days. So um, if it doesn't, well, we'll figure out something. That's what we do. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, dude. Well, I'll be texting you. All right. All right, man. God bless. All right. God bless. Bye.